20 minutes of college football. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Ryan Horvat. You may have... Hey, I got a text. Uh-oh. Who is it? Uh, my wife. What did she say? Uh, my son is in his sixth diaper of the morning. Jesus, really? Uh, yep. The runs? Hey, we could talk about this. It's on a podcast. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's just stop talking about poop Yeah. in general. We're here to talk college football, and this is a podcast. So just a disclaimer, because we got a tweet about this over the weekend. Uh, that you may have you may have like looked for this. You may have just seen a tweet pop up, and you're listening. Thank you. Some people, if you're on the Radio.com app and you're listening to Chuck and Winkler, you hear the nine o'clock hour, and it rolls into the next episode. We're putting these episodes as part of additional Chuck and Winkler content. So what we're doing didn't air on the radio, but it's still audio you can listen to. It's called a podcast. It's a new innovative thing that Ryan Horvat and I invented. Mm-hmm. But and while we're not going to do it to do it. Well, we're going to talk naturally, and, you know, we're two crass guys, so an F-bomb or two may have come out. Not safe for work. No. Um, somebody was listening with their three-year-old kid, and you started dropping F-bombs. You started dropping the F-bombs first, I believe. I thought he said it was you. Oh, what it, it is what it is. So we'll just go out right away, say not safe for work. I'm not going to just sit here like Andrew Dice Clay where every other word is an F-bomb, but it may pop out, especially when we uh, recap that Penn State-Maryland game from last Friday night where I went heavy chalk. I actually should have went heavy chalk. I went against Penn State. Maryland at home gets shut out 59 to nothing. I was off to a terrible start when the quarterback threw a red zone interception on the first drive of the game when Maryland was trying to punch one in to go up 7 nothing. So that was a tough loss for I me. I want to talk more about that. About that loss? Yeah, just about why you were so confident so that you don't make the same mistakes in the future because I know you're very confident on Michigan this week. Yeah. Uh, They're favored by three and a half at home? Yeah, I got them at three earlier on in the week. But the hook, I still believe that Michigan wins that game by a touchdown. So with Maryland and Penn State, I I think you were talking about how the line moved or something. or I, I didn't like your reasoning going into the game. I mean, a lot of people were on Maryland last week, and I think that was the problem, that all of the Sharps then were back in Maryland, too. So, like, the regular college football fan is thinking, Maryland sucks. Penn State's going to go in there and beat the shit out of them. But the Sharp people in Vegas and all the... Yeah, sorry about that. But if you follow all these gambling guys on Twitter and all these Vegas accounts, everybody was back in Maryland. And I was just playing the numbers, whereas Maryland's really good at home, um, good on field turf, whereas Penn State was, like, 0-5 on their last five on field turf. Uh, covering the spread, a little bit of a line movement there, and See, I was getting, I was get getting a full numbers, touchdown. I know I was getting a touchdown though at home with Maryland. Who? Okay, so I also said week two that Maryland always comes out in the season and they go two and zero and right. they look good and we overhype them in the Big Ten yeah. and then they come back down to earth and they blow. But Maryland beat the living crap out of Syracuse, who everybody was high on. Syracuse was number twenty three in the nation at the time. Syracuse's quarterback play is brutal, by the way. They suck. So I. I thought Maryland was a little bit better than a touchdown dog at home against Penn State. And I lost some money on it. So now we just move on from it. Well, I, I, I mean, if you're going to do like... Also, I didn't think Penn State was that good. Penn State looks pretty good. Well, they I'll almost got beat that by in a second. I, yours, when you start to like field turf and that kind of stuff, that, that come on. Yeah. Home and away, there's stuff there. and Yeah. Coming off a bye, I think there's stuff there. But there, there was a lot there telling me to take Maryland at that number. Field turf, I don't know if I would have done that. I don't hate that game. I hate that I backed Alabama. I laid heavy chalk on Alabama to cover the 37 and a half points. That's the loss that really bothers me last Saturday. 
the Maryland loss doesn't bother me so much because I Alabama play again. Probably take that one again. Alabama was against Ole Miss. They won that one 59-31. They gave oh. up a late touchdown to screw me over. Oh yeah, that was terrible. As far as Penn State, see, I I put I put money on Buffalo the week that they played Buffalo, just as a you know fun ten dollar underdog or something. And yeah. so I watch the game and I lose. But Penn State and Buffalo, that game was tight for a while, and then Penn State pulled away. And then the next week, you know, they do. They barely beat Pitt, mm-hmm. who I hate now because they beat my boys UCF. You know, prayers right. up. Prayers up for the, what are they, Golden Knights? Yeah, they're actually in action tonight. If you were listening to my sports updates yesterday, I said that game was last night because that's what ESPN told me, but I was I was actually, that game's tonight. But Who do they play? Uh, they play <laughs> against, hold on. When you listen, if you listen, uh, have a schedule in your hand. They play Cincinnati tonight, which is actually a pretty solid game. UCF 4-1, Cincinnati 3-1, Cincinnati at home, Central Florida 3.5-point favorite. Should we actually bet on that game? We'll talk about that later. Uh, maybe. So then they they destroy Maryland, and so they look more like what they did second half against Buffalo. They've got Purdue this weekend, Penn State does, yeah. at Iowa and then Michigan. So the two teams that you're going to be watching closely, they then play them. Mm-hmm. Penn State can rattle. I mean, Penn State could. They could beat both of those teams, and they could go into Ohio State undefeated on November 23rd, the weekend before Thanksgiving. As I watch the Big Ten play out, yeah, like I was undefeated right now, mm-hmm. and so is Minnesota. Minnesota's undefeated, but they haven't really played anybody. Right. So are the Badgers. And Ohio State. And Ohio State and Penn State. Mm-hmm. Michigan has one loss. And so does Michigan State. Yep. But I want to pull up the Ohio State schedule because a lot of these teams, I again, I like to see teams be undefeated as long as possible. And I look at the Big Ten and see, well, well, where where would these guys trip up? And they like all are going to run into Ohio State. Yeah, they've got Michigan State this weekend, Northwestern, but then Wisconsin on the twenty sixth. They've got Penn State November twenty third. Now Minnesota never has Penn uh, Ohio State, and Iowa never has Ohio State in those cross games, so they never play them. So there's a chance that, I mean, if they beat Wisconsin and they win the West, you can take on Ohio State in the Big Ten championship. And then win the conference, and then do you even get into the top four? I mean, the top four, this is a problem. I saw Joe Klatt talk about this, that they rank teams before the preseason, and they got to stop doing that. Right. Because has Clemson been better than Wisconsin? No, I would actually probably, to be quite honest, I would rank Clemson fourth or fifth in the nation. I, we're, we're basing their ranking off of last of year doubt. because yeah. of the defending national champs, and they returned a lot of dudes. Yeah, and so you're giving them the benefit of the doubt on that, even though each season is its own season. Joel had said, and you'll hear him on the, the Fox call, I think it'll be Michigan-Iowa. Yeah, him and Gus Johnson. He had said that Wisconsin's a top-four team in the country based on how they've played in the year 2019. Yeah, I completely agree. But that's not how we rank teams. Mm-hmm. And so not only do these teams – you know, these mid-majors have to fight the fact that they're mid-majors. Even these Power 5 schools have to fight the fact that in Wisconsin, you want to give a team benefit of the doubt, they've been good program for 25 years. So what's huge for Wisconsin this week is Wisconsin needs to root almost for Michigan to beat Iowa because then that makes that Michigan clubbing at home at Camp Randall look so much better. If Michigan, but they play Iowa, so... But it, yeah, 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 but... And, that, and that's true, but I, I think just feel for Iowa. I feel like the committee, especially, I don't know. I feel like they always look down on Iowa. Like Michigan went to Iowa a couple of years ago when Harbaugh was undefeated in a top five program, and Iowa beat them, and like nobody cared. Yeah, Ohio State. Say, like the same thing. So you look at Ohio State and you look at Michigan, and even the Badgers a little bit, but I just, 
you look at the top teams, and I don't, I don't think Iowa's going to get the same respect. I mean, if they win tomorrow on Saturday against Michigan, I guess you'd have to because they'd be 5-0 and on the season. I think that would move them into the top 10. But still, I, I, if you're a Badger fan, you have to root for Michigan tomorrow. I don't know because isn't it better to play a undefeated Ohio or Iowa team when they're undefeated? Well, maybe, but the way that you beat Michigan at home, like you beat the hell out of them, I think that it makes a huge di- and, and especially because they were a top five program. I guess either way, yeah, you're setting yourself up pretty nicely. I, I guess Badgers are a thirty-five and a half point favorite at home against Kent State, so yeah, they go back non-conference for a week. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm gonna lay the chalk on on the Badgers in that one because they've just been beating up on bad teams like they should. But I agree with what he's with like what you're saying right there with the preseason rankings. I would still have Alabama as the number one team in the nation, even though they haven't played like it at times. The defense has given up a lot of points. Um, but I mean, two of the wide receivers they have there, that's, those are NFL wide receivers. All he has to do is throw streaks down the field and jump balls and they're coming down with it. Alabama's actually doing you a service this year when they run the ball. And I can't believe I'm saying that because if you look at the running backs that have came out of Alabama, they always like to run the ball. I think Ohio state people may call me crazy. I think they're the number two team in the country. So you're going Bama, Ohio State? Yeah, I think Ohio State, offensively, what they do to you is they could score 21, 28 points in the matter of, like, four minutes. You could look at that game, like I'm an Indiana Ohio game. Ohio State one right now. I'd be fine with that. You watch a game, and you'll be like, oh, man, Ohio, Ohio State, State up 6 nothing. It's Ohio State, Bama 1-2. Yeah, you go take a pee, you come okay. back, and it's 28 nothing. And their defense, that pass rush is just scary. And I really like Oklahoma. Because yeah. Jalen Hurts is putting on a freaking show. He's got to be the Heisman favorite. And their defense, well, not it's not going to be a top Wisconsin's 10 defense. Wisconsin's not a top four team in the country right now. I'd have them at five or six, like right on the outside looking in. Are they ahead of Georgia? No. No. Georgia's one of the Are best. Are they ahead of LSU? No. <laughs> are they ahead of Auburn? Yes. I think they are a better football team than Auburn. Are I think Auburn gets beat by Florida this week. Um, I think, you know what? I, we're going to base that off of last year and just off the last three, four years with Clemson. I think right now they're a more complete football team from what they've shown on the field. Clemson's bar- Clemson should have lost to North Carolina. North Carolina went for two, which I think we'll probably get into, but they could have tied that game up and went into overtime. Trevor Lawrence, we've been hyping him up like he's the next like big thing, the next for sure pick, which I would say was Andrew Luck was the last quarterback where he just knew he was going to be good. And, He's made some questionable decisions with the football. Like Trevor Lawrence is not having the year that a lot of us expected. I still think he'll be a solid pro, and he's still young. He's only a sophomore. I don't even know if he's 21 years old yet. But, no, I think we're overrating Clemson a little bit. I think we're judging them off last year's team. Yeah, let's talk about that North Carolina-Clemson game. What you had was the game was at North Carolina. They come back. They're down a point. They can kick the extra point with time expiring pretty much and go to overtime, or you can go for two. Now they're at home. A lot of coaches on the road will go for two there, but they're at home. I usually would side with the underdog team taking their shot when they have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember I called this. I I, I always bring this up because I get so mad about it. There was a, a team that was supposed to dominate this other team, like a five-time-in-a-row state championship team against um, a really bad school team. Okay. And... They got the ball like they're 10. They drove down to the 45-yard line on the other side. It was fourth and three. They punted. Now, fourth and three? You're playing against a team that is going to throttle you. You have an opportunity. Take some risk. They didn't. They lost 52-0. to Yeah. 
And when they punt, they basically gave in to the fact that they are the worst team. So typically I would side with North Carolina. Going for two? Going for two. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised that, to hear you on that take, yeah. On that day, I think they were the better team on that day. And on that day, I think if you went and took them to overtime, I think North Carolina ends up winning that game. So based on how it was, just like when I say I'm no bunting, but sometimes it's okay to bunt, so I'm not completely no bunting. Mm-hmm. It's based on feel. I would have kicked the extra point if I was North Carolina and kept that game alive, but they didn't do it. It's not like North Carolina was like undefeated either. They were 2-2 two and two coming in, yeah. so I wonder if if their season was a little different, if that decision is the same. But it was a very... It was very curious, especially since the play they ran. I mean, didn't go anywhere. So I don't know. In that moment, I would have kicked the extra point. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that because you brought up the record. They're two and two at the time. Now they're two and three on the season. I think if they're undefeated at home against Clemson, yeah, you just kick the extra point because you're still playing for something. I mean, granted, you're North Carolina. You got an outside shot of the college football playoff, and if you beat Clemson, I mean, you should be in the top four, top five at least. Uh, regardless if it's at home or not. But I just feel like on that drive, on that final drive where they go to tie the game up, or they go to win it on the two-point conversion, they converted on two fourth downs, a third and long. So I feel like they thought they were playing with house money a little bit. And if you look at the numbers, like Clemson outgained them 331 to 290 yards. So I think Clemson was the better team, but North Carolina just wouldn't go away. It was actually a pretty clean football game played. I think there was only one turnover combined between the two teams that North Carolina uh, forced. And I'm with you. I just wanted to see them kick the extra point, take that game into overtime, and you have a shot to beat Clemson. And I don't, I get, I get, I guess I get both ways of looking at it though, because like I said, you converted on two fourth downs. They're the better team. You figure you're going to overtime, they're probably going to win. So why not take a shot and just beat them in regulation? Because there was pretty much no time on the clock. But then when they, when they don't get the conversion and you see the play they drop, it just pisses you off because. While we talk about, like, we both keep saying we want these teams to be undefeated. We want the best college football playoff possible. But do we? Because, like, I do, but at the same time, I do want to see North Carolina storm the field and celebrate beating Clemson. Well, yeah, I do, but I want it to be the teams I want it to be. So, so not North Carolina. Alabama yeah. versus Oklahoma to watch that matchup. Yeah. Winner plays the winner of Wisconsin versus Boise State. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's I what want, I want. I want Bama... Uh, Oklahoma more than I want Bama Clemson part 185. That's not really a great rivalry to me, Saban and Dabo. I don't really give a shit. Like Dabo, I used to love because he was the ultimate underdog because Clemson would always Dabble be ranked. Dabo threw out the first pitch at a Brewer game this year. Yeah, big Brewer guy. So it was a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He it had, was the night after he threw the first pitch out at a, a Twins game. And they then... used to call it like Clemsoning, Clemsoning, like when you would choke because they would always be a top five oh, program. before me, he would always talk about Clemson. And how they, they go, choke? Uh, Clemson's gonna Clemson. Yeah, everybody. That was like the thing. And now they're they're now almost they're getting more credit than they deserve. They're like the Yankees of college football now, where they used to be like you know the A's. Now they've become the Yankees. And so Dabo is almost kind of like taking on the heel the heel role a little bit, where he used to be like a lovable loser. I don't want to see that. I want to see Oklahoma versus Alabama, and I want to see Jalen Hurts beat Nick Saban and beat Tua. I just love everything about Jalen Hurts. I never thought he was a great thrower of the football, but all he's done is just put up huge numbers, and that includes throwing the deep ball. And then after every single game, they show the dude, and he's in the weight room, like working out. And I don't know. There's just something that I really like about that kid. I like Oklahoma a lot. 
I want to see them in Alabama, but I don't need to see Clemson. So while I do want the best teams, I don't think Clemson's one of the best teams this year. And I think the ACC sucks. And I think that the fact that they just get to beat on a bunch of cupcakes like North Carolina, I just I think it's an unfair advantage because if you look at the SEC, it's just yeah, so damn UCF tough could this go, year, man. They could win the other division in the ACC. Yep. Yeah, they'd be my favorite. I Although mean, they lost to Pittsburgh. But, I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh's been playing teams tough. Pittsburgh should have beat Penn State. And Penn State looks like the real deal. Like, Penn State has a quarterback that could throw the ball downfield. And it's amazing to watch because the last four years I've watched Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley just pound the football 55 times a game. Now they're throwing the ball downfield. All these programs have realized, like, if you're taking notice, LSU with Joe Burrow, everybody's realized you have to throw the football. We've got about three minutes, uh, just some games coming up this weekend. Your Irish are favored by 45 and a half at home against Bowling Green. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that one, but I I think that the Irish are a pretty solid football team. Number nine in the nation. The only loss came against Georgia, who last week I said they were the best team in college football. This week I say it's Ohio State. That's what I love about this season. It changes every week, but I still think uh, Notre Dame is going to beat up on them. A couple of uh, top 25 matchups. Ohio State, Michigan State. Ohio State's favored by 20. I'd like them to cover that. Yeah, it's going to be... This game would be so much better if Michigan State didn't lose to Arizona State because then they'd both be undefeated. It'd be a better game. But then Arizona State was undefeated, and then they lost. These teams, and this is why the college football playoff ends up working because they all they do take care of each other throughout the season. Michigan State's a really weird team. I mean, they got one loss on the year. Ohio State just... It's at Ohio State They score so many points. But Michigan State couldn't score the first couple weeks of the season, and they got a new offensive coordinator. And uh, Mark D'Antoni stopped calling the plays. And all of a sudden, I take the under, and it's them and Northwestern, and they just explode. So the offense looked a little bit better. I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan State hung around, but I'm with you. I mean, Ohio State's just too damn good. Iowa-Michigan, you really like Michigan. I love Michigan in that game. Uh, All the numbers are actually going to back Iowa in that one. Shea Patterson kind of came to life a little bit last week. I just feel like Jim Harbaugh has to win this game. At home, in the big house. If this game's at Iowa, I go the opposite way, and I take Iowa, especially if I got three points on that one. But I just feel like this is a must-win for Harbaugh. I still think he got an outside shot. If Michigan finishes the year undefeated, they beat Ohio State, which, I mean, we say this every year, but let's say this is finally the year Harbaugh gets past Ohio State and they win the Big Ten title game. They're most likely in the college football playoff, so they're still playing with a lot for a lot. Not that Iowa's not, but I just don't like Iowa on the road in this one. And then there is Auburn-Florida. That's the 230 CBS game. Auburn... Comes in at number seven, Florida at number 10. I do like Florida. I like them a lot. Everybody does. I want to take Florida here, but I think because I like the Gators, that's why I think that Auburn. Yeah, I see Auburn winning. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Auburn's a weird football team, like with Bo Nix. I mean, they won a football game where he threw for 108 yards in it. So you just don't really know what to expect. They're probably going to try to pound the football. I like the under in that game. I'm rooting against Florida. They just bore the hell out of me. Why? I mean, Auburn does too, but I, I don't know. I don't like Florida yeah, I've football. I've never liked Auburn. What they did to Will Texas Greer. Texas A&M. I get tired of watching. Yeah, the SEC, Ole when you Miss. think about it, is boring as all fuck. Old Miss. SEC sucks. It does. Outside of, of Georgia and Bama. Yeah, the SEC. Oh, and Florida, dog. No, Florida's the most boring team in Kentucky goes 4-0 oh to start season. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Benny Snell's the greatest person ever, and then they lose. Yeah, Florida, uh, yeah, they suck too. This is weird. There's an NBA game going on right now. What? Where? The Kings are playing the the Pacers. All right. Well, that's 20 minutes anyway. (laughs) 
and I got to hit the live line on that. We're back next week. 20 minutes of college football each and every week on the radio.com podcast. Just search for Chuck and Winkler. That's Ryan Horvath. I'm Bart Winkler. We'll talk to you next week.